and welcome to this week's edition of the Getting Ahead Podcast by David Mark Shaw. Your weekly podcast on all things digital, technology, and what it means to you, the small business owner. We will have super smart guests and actionable insights each and every week to help you get ahead. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Getting Ahead podcast with me, your host, David Mark Shaw. This week's guest is a, another fantastic marketer that we've got from, from here in Kent. Um, we've got Anwin Cooper from Get Fruitful Marketing. Now, Anwin has been doing some fantastic things over the last year or so, uh, and really some creative things as well. Um, but she really has got a, a fantastic sort of background and pedigree, and I really think she's going to be able to bring some massive value to you guys this week. Um, she's also got a, a conference that she's speaking at very shortly. Um, I'm going to there. I'm looking forward to it myself, but I thought we'd have a little chat about that and um and really see how um she's got some really different sort of angles uh, when it comes to marketing and she really brings back some of the simplicity back into marketing i've seen a number of times she's been speaking and and always i get some real takeaways from it so welcome to the show Anwin. Hi, David. Thank you. No problem at all. So, Anwin, I'm really looking forward to this particular one. Um, I like it when you use things like, you know, terms like getting smart, uh, smarter with your marketing and getting mm-hmm. to know your customers. And I love that line, getting to know them better than they know themselves. So if you could just tell uh-huh. a little bit about sort of what you mean by, uh, by that sort of that statement that we've got there. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I guess it is quite a bold statement. Um, and I think what I mean by it really is that people really need to get into the heads of their customers and really dig deep. So get to know not just kind of what they look like and sort of the observable external factors, what we call in marketing demographics, but more of the psychographic stuff, which is the things that um, are going on in their heads. So really understanding what motivates them to buy from you, basically. That's a, a quick answer. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I think that's, and that's the point now. I think there's a real um, need to, like you say, to almost, is it kind of along the lines of this, um, almost like personalization, but without mm. it being sort of mass media personalization? Yeah, definitely. So um, I really like this term that I don't know when it was first used, but P to P rather than B to B and B to C. Um, that idea that even if you're selling to a business, um, at the end of the day, it's people selling to people and people buying from people and just not losing sight of that. Um, and that even though there are sort of layers of decision making within business and people making decisions in a very rational way, there is always an emotional element that comes into play. Um, and there's always that relationship element as well. So, yeah, so going, going down that route, I suppose, and, and thinking about what makes, makes people tick, remembering that people buy with emotion and then they justify with logic. So even, even if they present as a very rational um, buyer, that, um, that's not necessarily the way that they make their decisions um, in, in the first instance. Quite often, emotion will be the, the uh, sort of leading, <laughs> overriding factor. And then the rational element sort of kicks in a bit further down the line. 
No, absolutely. That makes absolutely perfect sense. I mean, I actually first heard the term P2P from um, from Chris Ducker a number of years ago, and um, and I, I think it was uh, it really is. It sort of really brings that sort of human element into marketing, and it's something that I feel as though it, it really something has to make a bit of a comeback now. Where technology is really is supposed to have driven personalization, but a lot of it has become automations t- taken over and a little bit too far. I sometimes think. I wonder what your thoughts are about that. Mm, definitely I think you know technology is great if we can leverage it to automate our businesses make things run more smoothly more efficiently and that can definitely play a part in smarter marketing but um, it's not always being used that intelligently and I think it can sort of dumb things down sometimes and people can end up just sort of clicking send and and clicking buttons and it's still a very mass marketing approach um, even though things might you know, be personalised at the top of the email, for example, you might have somebody's name dropped in to the dear line um, and you can segment your mailing list and things like that. There, there, there are sort of elements of personalization coming in, but I still think there's more sophistication that can be um, brought in by humans <laughs> um, and that the technology only enables you to go so far. No. So, yeah, I liked, what, I liked what you said when you introduced me that I'm – and my approach is about bringing it back to basics a little bit. Well, yeah, I remember um, seeing you at um, uh, speaking at an event. Um, it was a couple of maybe a year or two ago, and um, uh, I remember it was a very small room, and there was a few of us there. I remember Paul from Sagittarius Marketing was there as well, and you presented this this beautiful presentation, on, and it really brought it back to the basics, and it, it stuck mm-hmm. with me that presentation because it, I, I see so many presentations, including my own, that are that are about sort of you know technology and, and leveraging it and all and sort of the thinking forward. But what you did is really brought it back to the basics. And I think that was a it's a real fundamental step that a lot of particularly new and younger marketers today are probably missing that they haven't got that experience like yourself. You know, over the last sort of 15 years, some of the organizations that you've you know you've worked with and that but you've you've really got that grounding and you've that you sort of stuck with that, if that makes sense. Mm. I think that's really interesting that you pick up on that. And I'm glad you remember that presentation. (laughs) It was actually the Digital in Kent event um, in Canterbury. And it was one of the first presentations that I'd given as myself with my own business. Um, And, yeah, it was the first time I sort of introduced the methodology, the Get Through for Marketing program that I've created. And I think that is sort of how I'm trying to position myself, is that I'm I'm just a millennial. I'm kind of just at the end of that 18 to 35 bracket. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be 36 in January. So I'm just kind of um, at that bridging point where... I can just remember starting my career in the days when computers were a relatively new thing and email was new and people were just starting to get websites. Um, but I was doing a lot of direct mail. I was doing a lot of print production and a lot of print advertising and old school kind of marketing. But I quickly had to get to grips with all the digital technology as well. And I feel like I really straddle the, the divide. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not quite a digital native. But I'm I'm very sort of au fait with the technology. But I like to sort of see that I have a balance between the traditional and digital approaches. And I think you're right that there's a lot of people, um, maybe a little bit younger than me, who are coming into the field now who have huge um, amount of specialism in the technology in, in ways that I, I can't compete. You know, they're so on it with all these new platforms that are coming out. Um, 
but they, they don't necessarily have that grounding in the more sort of basic principles of marketing and, and more of the overview strategy stuff. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to bring is a bit of a both. <laughs> bit of a mixture of both. No, I completely That's subscribe good. to that. I mean, I tell you, because I'm 36 as well. And, um, and so I, uh, and I've, I've recently been sort of, you know, writing about this a lot that I, I equally, I feel like we're on that cusp um, where, I mean, I remember, you know, as a child, you know, before the internet, but, you know, trying to explain that to my eight-year-old son now, you know, is very difficult. And even people in sort of 20s, they can't understand a world before the internet um, uh, and before things like that, that, you know, you know, a Attention was um, was still scarce, but it was uh, mm-hmm. in a very very different way. And the way we got people's attention and the way their concentration was was very different. Was house today, but there were some sort of fundamental lessons that were learned back then that I think sometimes are missing from modern day marketers now. When we become over reliant on technology, and like you say, we forget that this is people at the very heart of it. Mm, definitely, and and you know you can you can know how to use the technology. Um, how to set it up and how to run it but you've still got to put copy and images in and you know a lot of the work that I do is around messaging and finding the right tone of voice and the right keywords to express your messaging and also although I'm not a designer by any means I don't do any graphic design um, but I I can help brief designers and set a direction for the visual identity Um, so a lot of the work that I do helps choose images and typography and um you know a style for illustration or photography that people are using as well so you know that is that is all important even if you're using the technology you still need the content to populate um the technology (laughs) no no absolutely and i I, I, I words and pictures is what i will say so it's pretty simple (laughs) no and we say we say that you know in terms of, of very simple and yet i think there's there's still a lot of sort of the unknown out there. Uh, mm. And even when people are sort of struggling with, you know, particularly the amount, you know, the, the speed of change in, with today, I think maybe if people, you know, were speaking to someone like yourself, you know, maybe went through something like, you know, your program at Get Fruitful and actually then grounded themselves in those basics, I don't think they'd actually feel so overwhelmed by the rapid amount of change because mm. they've got that grounded base of what they're actually trying to achieve who their ideal client profile is, you know, what's the content strategy around it, uh, and, and getting all of that together, I think actually that, that fundamental piece is what could be missing from a lot of small business marketers today who are chasing after the shiny object syndrome. Did you, do you sort of feel very similar? Definitely. I, and I, I feel like I've been a victim of that as much as anyone else, um, and it's very easy to get caught up in that. And, and going back to what you were saying about it, it seems simple, but it's not necessarily easy. It's quite often what I say to people, something can seem simple and straightforward. It's just, you know, step by step and stripping things back to basics. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy, particularly if you're doing it on your own. I found that, you know, I've, I've tried to apply this process to myself <laughs> and I can only get so far on my own. I've had to bring in other people to bring me fresh perspective on what I'm doing. And um, that's one of the big learnings I've had of having to market myself and my own business over the last year. I've always been a marketer for other people's businesses. And it's very difficult when you're working in your business to be able to stand back and get that objectivity on the best way to market yourself. Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's, 
it's quite an insightful sort of, uh, you know, realisation that. I mean, and, and equally, I think we all do that. We sort of, um, we become the sort of the cobbler's son in that sense that, we, you know, we, we're, we're able to sort of objectively look at other people's, um, you know, marketing and web presence and, you know, uh, print and everything else, but not necessarily be able to see the wood for the trees when it comes to our own. Um, and like you say, sometimes it is about bringing in other resources as well. Mm. And that thing of overwhelm, I completely identify with that. I mean, in all my previous jobs, I used to do crazy long hours um, and, you know, just have a never ending to do list and would find myself getting very stressed, having big targets to hit um, in terms of sales and being having that sort of sense of responsibility weighing on my shoulders that I had to generate these sales to, to keep the business turning over at the level that needed to be and keep everyone's job safe. Um, and that was a, a big pressure. And um always feeling like there's more that you can do. If I just send this one more email out or if I just do this direct mail or I just do this advert, you know, that's going to help. And it's very easy to get into that state where you're just constantly just looking for the next bit of activity that you can do to generate more sales. And uh, sometimes those things just don't yield the results that you need them to. And it's just just not cost-effective use of time or budget. Um, so it's all about going back to yeah basics, back to first principles and being very clear on what is going to get you the best return on your investment, whether that's time or budget. Absolutely. Excellent. And you've done this for sort of some, some, some leading clients, you know, um, over the years. And, and you, equally, you've done this, uh, as I'm reading through some of your information, you've done this at the height of the recession as well. So, you know, you must really sort of understand about how it is to work on a limited budget um, and trying to get maximum results, particularly when people are, uh, are, are not spending so much on, you know, in certain areas of their life. How would you compare that to today with, um, with a small business owner who's, again, is working on a very limited budget but wants to try and as you say you get that you know maximum results from those limited resources what would your advice be to sort of uh, to small businesses owners today yeah so i guess um this is sort of tapping into more about what i'm going to do at the b2b presentation um so my the title for that presentation is how to find and keep your ideal clients and that title really breaks down into four different areas and i think these are the sort of four key areas for successful smart marketing really and that um those are those areas are you you need to be really clear on who you are and what your business is about what your brand is about what makes you unique you know what what is it that um fuels your business what's the passion behind it what's your purpose what's your unique philosophy and why do you exist and what do you want out of it And, and The second part is your ideal client. So the client side, um, being very clear about who they are, who who is it you're targeting, thinking about demographics and psychographics that I mentioned earlier, and looking at any feedback that you've had from past clients, so any testimonials that you've had or nice words that they've dropped you um, in an email, and using their language to describe what you do so thinking about how they perceive you rather than how you want to position yourself or how you want to be perceived it's actually looking at the reality and um, how people describe you what they um, you know have benefited from in terms of the service or product that you offer what 
what impact it's had on people. And thinking about your favorite clients and your nightmare clients and trying to identify what qualities they had. What, you know, what, what was it about those favorite clients that made them a pleasure to work with? And what was it about the difficult ones that made you never want to work with them again? So once you've got really clear on who you are, what it is that you want to be offering the world, why you're in business, you know, what would make your business more satisfying for you and what success looks like for you. And you're really clear on who your ideal clients are and who you don't want to work with. Then you can get into the sort of system and the process for finding them and keeping them. And that's where you start to build your pipeline, basically, um, and start to have a strategic marketing plan. So that's where you start mapping out what your messages are, being clear on, on the sort of tone of voice, the language and the visuals that you're going to use for messaging. You start to identify which media channels you're going to use, um, you know, what marketing channels you're going to put messages out through to reach your target clients. And then I, I like to talk about the moment. Um, so when, when are you going to schedule those messages to go out through those channels? Which um, points in time do the people need to hear your messages? Because timing is everything. And then it's about maintaining momentum. So quite often people will sort of identify, you know, a good marketing channel. They'll know who their target market is. They'll have some messaging and they'll, they'll put something out. And then they'll just fizzle out and just not bother again you know you quite often see people they'll start a blog um they'll start a podcast they'll start an email newsletter or something and they'll do one or two or three or four and then they'll give up and that's actually something i, I remember hearing you talk about in one of your podcasts recently i think it was your end of year one um where you did your roundup of the year and you just you were talking about how you just need to keep going <laughs> absolutely yeah that consistency i find is 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 absolutely critical. Uh, I sort of uh, stealing a line from Seth Godin. He talks about you know the uh, the the art of showing up, and then when people realise that you're you're going to be there week in week out, and you're going to be doing your art, making a ruckus. Um, once they realise that you're very serious, you're going to keep doing it. That's when they will they're more likely to commit to what you're producing in terms of content because mm -hmm. they know that you're going to consistently keep turning up. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, that you have a plan, you stick to it, and, and you just keep following through. And I quite often quote Daniel Priestley. Um, I lo love his um, way of summing up that you, you probably will need up to seven hours of engagement with a prospect before they convert into a client. So that could be seven hours of face-to-face -face meetings, or it could be seven hours on the phone, or it might be a combination of different things. So it might be that they spend, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes here and there reading your email newsletter every couple of weeks, and they spend an hour reading your website, you know, half an hour on the phone with you, and all of those things will add up to seven hours of time engaging with you and your content before they convert into a client. So it's just having a really robust system that allows people to build that relationship with you over time. And he also says that quite often people will need up to 11 touch points um, as they go through that journey um, of, you know, becoming aware of you and then starting to know, like, and trust you more before they become a paying customer. So, yeah, you basically need to build yourself a system 
that allows you to clock up up to seven hours of contact time with 11 touch points. Um, so that's why the marketing mix is so important. And I think that's another thing that some of the new generation of marketers may have lost sight of, is that they're so focused on the one thing that, you know, there's a lot of people who are absolute specialists in blogging or in email or social media or whatever it is. And they're very much advocating their one channel. But I very much advocate that you need a mixture of these things because just having your message come through every so often in this one medium is not going to help you clock up those 11 touch points <laughs> and the seven hours of, of time necessarily. I think that's absolutely fascinating. I, I've not heard that. I mean, I, I've, I've seen Daniel speak a number of times, um, but I, I love that analogy, the, the seven hours and 11 touch points. And I, I really couldn't agree more. Um, I normally use the analogy of uh, a wheel and your strategy being the hub and the different sort of, um, you know, channels and facets being the different spokes. Um, yeah. And if you don't have a wheel with enough spokes in the wheel, will ultimately buckle. Um, mm. And so I, I really like that sort of seven hours and uh, yeah, 11 touch points. I really think that uh, makes perfect sense. So if you take nothing else from this uh, week's episode guys and that is a, a really important one and he said so this your presentation is going to be sort of you know capturing this and you can have a lot more sort of things in terms of exercises and uh, uh, along the way in your uh, in your presentation and that's going to be on the 10th of march isn't it that's right and I think you're going to be there as well. I am indeed, yes. I'm going to be there doing um, uh, a separate presentation on that one. Uh, what sort of time is your presentation going to be, Anwin? I'm sure. I'm, I'm awaiting confirmation. No. No problem. I'll certainly update the show notes with that. But it's actually going to be the, the West Kent B2B, isn't it? Yeah. And the Hot Farm. The Hot Farm, that's right, at Paddock Wood. Um, you can find more information of that at the www.kentb2b.co.uk. And I'll, again, I'll put that into the show notes. Um, I also understand, Anwin, that you've got um, a book coming out very shortly as well. Oh, yes, indeed. I've just been meeting with a graphic designer today to design the cover which is exciting um so yeah the idea is that that will be out in the next couple of months and it's a workbook but it's actually called a playbook because it's fun to complete and it's also once it's filled out it becomes like a playbook for your business so playbook in the sense of having a kind of rule book or game plan for your business so sort of taking that idea from sport um, and it's, it's often used in other contexts as well. But yeah, it's basically a, a compilation of all the exercises that I do with clients on the Get Fruitful Marketing program. So the idea is that people can take themselves through the program um, in their own time and fill out the exercises on their own. And if they sign up for one of my group programs or become client one-to-one, then they get a complimentary copy. Fantastic. Now, it sounds really interesting. I can't wait to see how that uh, all pans out. Really looking forward to that. Um, okay, I mean, that's been really, really useful today. I mean, could you just tell people a little bit where they can find out more about your program, about um, your book, and sort of the best sort of ways to get in contact with you if they'd like to learn more about you and get fruit from marketing? Yeah, so my website is www.getfruitfulmarketing.com fruitful has one l and i'm on twitter at get fruitful now um, on facebook facebook.com forward slash get fruitful 
and I'm on LinkedIn, but I only accept requests from people who introduce themselves with a little message and explain who they are and why they want to get in touch because I get a lot of randoms. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm happy to connect with people if they explain who they are and why they want to get in touch. And yeah, that's me. I'm going to be doing um, my next group courses a bit later in the spring. Um, I'm going to be announcing those in the next week or two on my website. So I'm going to do another version of the online program. Um, That will be a series of webinars and recorded video content that people can access. And I'm also going to do another series of workshops in the real world in Maidstone. And they'll both be running at the same time. It'll be from middle of May through till the beginning of July. Fantastic. And all of that can be found at the website, yes? Yes, it will be online in the next week or so. It's not up just yet. No problem at all. Well, I'll make sure that I include all of those links in the show notes. But for now, really appreciate your time today, Anwin, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. I always like talking to other marketers because I feel like we're on the same wavelength. Absolutely. No problem at all. (laughs) Speak very soon, Anwin. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Be sure to check back next week for another exciting episode.